Well, good morning, everyone. How are you? Going well? About three of you are. Excellent. Cool. Well, this morning is God's Story Sunday, and we're in for a, a real good treat to hear what God's been doing in people's lives. This is an opportunity for people to, uh, to share and us to celebrate uh, what God's uh, been doing in people's uh, world, uh, in their workplace, in their families, wherever it is. And the big thing that I'd ask you to do this morning is uh, to believe in what God's done in them, in these people, and lean into their story as well. Because uh, uh, what God's done for them, God can do for you. So as they talk this morning, I would encourage you to say, that's my miracle too. I'm believing for my miracle in what they've just said. If you've done it for them, then you can do it for me. Uh, so the first couple that I'm going to ask up is Martin and Abby. They're going to share with us uh, their God story. So let's welcome Martin and Abby. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Martin. This is Abby. Um, so, yeah, in light of last week's sermon that Gary gave, uh, we have a bit of an encouragement uh, for you guys. So, yeah, um, I'll pass over to Abby and we'll take it away from there. I wrote some things down so we don't just blubber our way through. <laughs> That's what these things are for. <clears throat> so, um, a bit of context for you guys on, on this particular God's story for us. Um, ever since we first met, and especially from when we got engaged, um, God has had us on a real, <laughs> a real journey of trust and surrender, trusting Him when things are hard, and not looking good, knowing He is good, and will never leave us. Surrendering our own will, our own hopes and dreams, and earnestly asking God to have His way knowing his way is always best. He has shown us this time and time again. He is a good God. <laughs> Sorry, the song's got me this morning. <laughs> he is faithful. He knows us and he's working all things together for our good. As I know a few of you probably in this room know um, from personal experience, trying to plan a wedding in the heat of a worldwide pandemic is not something we would have chosen voluntarily. Rachel, shout out to you <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, but we met in October 2020 and knew very quickly that this was meant to be. And by mid-2021, last year we were pretty certain and starting to seriously plan a future together. Um, as we all know, life is short and fleeting, and so we didn't think there was any sense in putting our lives on hold to wait for this COVID storm to pass. So we got engaged and began planning our wedding in faith that somehow God would make a way for it to happen. Um, despite all the obstacles, all the restrictions, and all of the limitations, we know that he can do anything. So from the very beginning, we gave all of our plans over to him and prayed about every detail and decision before making it. It truly has felt like God has been with us every step of the way that we've taken towards this day. When things began to look dismal and impossible and worries began to creep in, we recalled the words of Jesus from Matthew 6. 
That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you will have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? We kept realizing, no, they can't. <laughs> they only take away precious time. We could have spent seeking God, praying, spending quality time with people, resting, reading his word, and enjoying his presence. We found that planning a wedding really intensifies all of those worries of what will we eat, what will we all drink, what will we wear, <laughs> and in COVID time, how will we cater for everyone when communal food has been banned? Can we dance? Are we allowed to sing? Jesus says, these things dominate the minds of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all of your needs. He says, seek his kingdom first above all else, and he will give you all that you need. When our needs and concerns arose, we encouraged each other to resist the urge to problem solve or to fret, and instead to seek God and pray. Some of these needs were small, um, but some of them were very significant and needed a miracle to happen as they were completely out of our control. And the most recent one that we want to share with you guys in particular that really caused us to get on our knees and pray was discovering back in early December that the government had made changes to border restrictions. That meant that my family in Queensland, my two parents and younger siblings, were now unable to come to our wedding at all. That was a pretty devastating thing to realise and comprehend. And I can tell you there was many weeks of just deep grief, of just trying to comprehend my father not walking me down the aisle, my mum not being there, um, to witness my little brother and sister not wearing their outfits and being there with me to give us the rings and all the special things that we'd planned. And um, yeah, just never had in my life thought that that would be something we would be facing. Um, and I'll hand over to you on what happened during that time. Yeah, so basically from there, um, through all the hardships, we end up having a phone call with a family uh, and we just prayed. We prayed, we prayed, we wrestled in prayer. And we cried together. We, yeah, we really put our needs before God and really did. Like from there, we... We still grieved, but every time we did, we went straight to God. Straight to God, gave it to him and gave us a peace. And we didn't try and take it into our own hands. We literally said, God, it's yours now. What do you want to do with it? When we prayed, we also kind of made a decision that we kind of need to also do our part and know that if things don't change soon, we'll have to make some changes to what's going to happen. So we said, look, 1st of January, you know, that's, that's when we really have to make that decision um, and so we all as a family said yep yeah, okay first of January we'll decide on what we need to do and what's going to happen and if your family's even going to be able to be there and yeah the most amazing thing happened New Year's Eve two hours before um, the end of the night before midnight and the fireworks go off we get a message from a friend saying have you seen what's just been released and from the 1st of January, you know, um, it was just 
crazy, far beyond what we could have imagined that, um, yeah, borders are now completely open. No entry check essay, no quarantining. It was just far beyond what we could have imagined. Um, and it was just an absolute blessing to see, you know, just at the, at the final part of your dead end where you know you need to make a decision, God just breaks through. And I'm picking them up this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, the thing is there's always going to be dead ends in life. But God is so much bigger than all of that, and and He's so good. And and you know the other thing is, it's not like that's the only dead end. We've got more dead ends, like capacity limits now, um, down to ten, and outside of hospita- hospitality. And for us, we we're going to have it on the property, and that's another dead end. What are we going to go? And you know what? This time around, we're not we're not worried. You know, God's really shown us. I've got you. You know, I've got you in the small things and the big things. So. We are very thankful to him and we're hoping for another breakthrough in this dead end. So So what I'm going to do is just get um, Martin and Abby that if you're facing a dead end situation, if you're facing a a roadblock, that uh, what happened for them will happen for you, that there'll be a a pathway through whatever it is you're believing for, okay? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you for these people. Thank you for who you are, God. Let us not forget who you are. Let us not forget what you said, what you've done. And God, yeah, no matter what dead end comes in life, that you will break through. There's nothing impossible for you, God. There's nothing impossible for you. And Lord, most importantly as well, let's not worry. Let's not worry about the dead ends. Let's not worry about the small things. Whether they happen or not, you will help us through it. And we trust you that we are your children that you will hold us no matter what happens, that you will be with us and that it will be for your good, for your will and your glory. Yeah, and just thank you, Jesus, for what you've done to bring us here where we are today, to be able to have relationship with you and be able to pray and be in your presence. Thank you, God. Amen. Thanks, guys. Well done. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, I'm going to ask Vicky. Vicky's going to come up and share a very quick um, God story as well. Thank you, Vicky. This is a very quick. <laughs> very quick is the challenging part. I wrote this down because if I start just rambling, um, it won't be five minutes. So um, it's called Our Miracle House. Um, I'm going to do the first bit fairly fast. If you want more details, see me after. About 20 years ago, we began an investment property journey and through a series of God-given provisions and small miracles, God led us to buy a house um, and then we resold it under his leadership and got a bit less than we thought we possibly could have but were the answer to someone else's prayer. So back then, I felt like I planted that place um, for future provision. Seven years ago, God led us to buy another property. I just had that sense come up, the thoughts, the leading of God. Somehow it was a miracle that we saved half the deposit in six months because we were both only working part-time. And then the second half of the miracle was we were given the second half of that deposit. So principle, God leads first, provision follows. Don't wait till you've got the provision. Uh, Then we did some real estate training, quite a journey, finally found a group that were mentors and trainers that we joined, 
found um, that we were given a personal coach that was a full-on Christian who we're still in relationship with today. Um, Learned that buying a cheapie at Murray Bridge is not necessarily the best strategy to get ahead, but that was God's leading, so we didn't discount the small beginnings because God led us that way. Then just after that, about a year later, we miraculously again were able to buy a place in Queensland. Again, I don't know how we did that without God's hand. Still both working part-time and bought this place that was we wouldn't have been able to afford to live there, but we were able to buy it still. (laughs) Um, So towards the end of last year then, um, I've now retired as well. David's been retired for two years plus and going into the new year, a bit uncertain, thinking, okay, what do we do now? Do we sell it? Do we keep it? And we've just both been seeking the Lord towards the end of the last year. Um, I just skipped ahead. There was a few bits in between there. I'm going to skip them. I um, don't know why I wrote this out. didn't follow it at all. Uh, so the place in Queensland was meant for our retirement, but we didn't want to sell too early because there was definite miracles in our buying it. So I didn't want to just, okay, not follow the Lord, basically. I wanted to know his hand for sure. So we'd been praying towards the end of last year for direction. Didn't really get much. Felt like maybe the time was coming to sell, but um, there were some issues, one being that the tenants still had six, eight months to run and you can't sell it to a owner-buyer owner-occupier if you've got tenants, so you restrict your market. Um, And then Christmas was looming and you all know that you don't do real estate over Christmas because everything goes dead. Well, three weeks before Christmas, um, the tenants gave notice, said they were breaking lease and they were going. So that was it. We were selling. Um, But now Christmas was looming, so we had to move pretty fast. Um, And we found some amazing agents in Queensland um, that have been absolutely amazing and made the whole process fun despite the tightness of time and the stress. So they did an open house up there for us on the 18th of December. So, you know, we're getting really close to Christmas now and they said it was pretty quiet but they still got a few offers and we ended up getting a contract on the... Oh, I did have to say one bit that I missed out. As we were planning and looking at figures and um, I worked out the minimum we needed. wasn't a great faith way to do it. David says, oh, but I want to get so-and-so. And I thought, don't be stupid. We won't get that much. <laughs> so much for my faith. Um, anyway, <clears throat> this offer was just $10,000 under David's stupid figure. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm thinking... Whoa, Lord, right at Christmas time. And I'm just, that's that's amazing. And then there was another offer that was even above his stupid price. I should stop calling it that because it was. <laughs> um, that one fell over and we ended up with this other one that was just under. And we thought, wow, right on Christmas, we, we can't really say no. Like it's an amazing offer. So we accepted it. And then as we accepted it, I heard a whisper that was, you can accept this offer, that's fine, but this is going to fall over and the next one will be even better. I just thought, is that really you, God? <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Is that you, God, or am I making this up? Anyway, I thought time will tell. So um, Christmas Eve, we get a message from the buyer saying that he's not happy with the building inspection and he wants to take some money off. 
And they were just trivial things like the, the um, handle on the showers peeling. And he says, we've got major building issues. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. Um, so he wants to take some money off. Um, and it's like Christmas, literally Christmas Eve now. So I sent a quick message to the agents. They said, let's deal with this Tuesday. So we're thinking, I had a piece because I thought, well, God did say, I think that was God. This one might not be the one, so that's fine. We're just going to enjoy Christmas. We'll put it, put it aside. Um, so on the 29th of December, we hear from the agent again, and he's still showing people through, even over the Christmas period. Um, he gets another contract for us that is 30000 more than the one that we've just signed up on. So then we thought, well, if he doesn't want to pay the full money and he's quibbling about silly little things, then we'll let that one lapse and we'll go with the second one. So we, um, he's, the agents have already signed up the second one on condition that the first one lapses, which, we, which it did. Um, the day after that, the second one falls over because he can't get his finance. So now we have no contract. Um, so, decision time. Do we go back to the first buyer? Um, he's still keen. He's now screaming because he's missed out and he's saying, but I've got my finance all sorted. I'm ready to go. Um, I'll give you the full money. Or do we go to another open because, I don't know, is that our best price now? I never imagined it could be, but so really hard to decide. And we decided to actually go with another open and to keep, keep it on the market. Um, then the principal of the real estate company actually contacted us, not the agent we were dealing with, but the principal, and just had a chat and said, look, I've signed a heap of people up. Their properties are all coming on the market in the next week or two. There'll be other market. There'll be other properties as well. The market's going to probably have 50, 60 houses in these suburbs coming on. So, you know, be careful. I've talked the other guy around. He's willing to pay the full price. So my advice would actually be to take that that one. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe that was my imagination, Lord. That um, that wasn't really you. Maybe anyway. We took his advice. God gave us these people to help us. They were amazing agents. They'd been so good to us. Um, so we said, yes, we'll go with it. And I, the, the thing I had to do to confirm it was to put it in writing, send the email um, and notify our conveyancer and things to tell that buyer, yes, we'll, we'll go with you. I'm writing the email. I'm about to click send. The phone rings and it's the agent, not the principal, but the agent that we'd been dealing with who says, don't send that email away. <laughs> you had two hours. We had two minutes. <laughs> um, he says, I've just had a phone call from a guy that we've been trying to contact. He was in the mix earlier, but then we couldn't contact him. He's just rung me and he said he's on the driveway of the property. Um, he wants to have a look through. I'm going down there now. I mean, he didn't have to do that. He could have said, you know, this one's sold. No, I'm, I'm going home. This was 5.30 at night. He's got a family. He could have said, no, nah, this one's sold. We're done. But he didn't. He went the extra mile. He went down, showed this guy through. So by about 8.30, 9 o'clock, we get a message back from him that says, well, 
I've got another 25000 for you. I've got him signed. I've got the contract already signed. He's signed unconditionally. He's waived his cooling off period. He's waived the building and pest. Signed, sealed. All he needs is for you to put the internet on. And we're going, what? So, yes, that was God. It did fall over. And, yes, we did get 25000 more. And the amazing thing is that's going to make us debt-free. Even our little cheapie at Murray Bridge that we bought in the first place, that will be debt-free as well. And it just sets us up and um, puts us in a position where we can live quite cheaply because we've got a little bit of money coming in from rent from Murray Bridge and God has just done far more above what we could think or imagine. One little point... um, David had been praying. He didn't tell me specifically, but he said um, where the prayer that he prayed was, Lord, can you please send someone to buy the house straight away? Could it be a cash buyer, which it was? I didn't mention that. No dramas, short and simple. Amen. (laughs) Hang on, hang on. So if there's anyone here believing for God to go above and beyond whatever you can think or imagine, I want you to put your hand up now and say, this is what I'm praying for right now. Yes, thank you, Lord. Lord, You are so much above what we can think or imagine, Lord. And the more we try and imagine what you can imagine, the less we're able to do it. So, Father, I thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And, Lord, whatever your people need this morning... Do more than they can think and imagine. Lord, help us, as Martin said, not to try and work it out in our own strength and work out how you're going to bless us. But, Lord, you are able to do the things we haven't yet thought of. So I bless your people this morning to receive, Lord, your great provision, Lord, to know that you are the one that provides, not this world, God, but you. Lord Jesus, bless you. Thank you. Amen. Thanks, Vicky. Let's give Vicky a hand. And just a real last one, a real short one now. I'm going to ask Dean to come up and share just real quickly a, a testimony or a God story as well. Thanks, Pastor Gary. Hey, I've been encouraged by those stories. Thank you. But I just mentioned to Pastor Gary this morning, I just thought I'd encourage all of us as I come up here to say, my God story is uh, I don't have a God story. The God story is that we all have a God story. God is faithful. If, you're, if you got up this morning, you got a God story. If you're in a loving home, you got a God story. If uh, you're here today, you've got a God story. Uh, even if we don't feel it, even if we don't see it, God is still working. You know, in, the, in uh, Scripture, I was singing the story of Joseph. Uh, we read Joseph got sold into slavery in Genesis, and then a couple of pages later, He's leading Egypt, and we can read that in a couple of minutes, half an hour, uh, and it's just, just like that all over, but it's, it's 13 plus years. And there would have been moments where some of us would have been going, oh, nothing much is happening, nothing much is happening. I don't see anything at work, but I don't see it. I don't feel it, but God is still at work. So I want to encourage you. We've all got a God story, and our God story is God is faithful. Just to cap things off, uh, some uh, just two things um, you'll see up on the screen come up 
uh, now a, uh, uh, an article in the ABC of uh, the Fijian singers, the gospel quartet that we had here at church. And uh, thanks to Takini who uh, put us on to these guys, they were outstanding on the morning. They had just a great ministry, but totally unbeknownst to us as a church, if you scroll down, you'll see that um, there's also uh, our church mentioned in the ABC article that went online as well in that uh, they were promoting uh, these guys in our church on that morning. So really do praise God for uh, the ob- obviously the, the influence that has been created um, within that as well. So uh, yeah, scroll, there it is, up, up there, yeah, there you go, there we are. So that's us there, uh, Eloise introducing the guys uh, and doing a great job as well. Secondly, the other thing I wanted to shout out for is the opportunity that I had last night uh, to be on 5AA Raid, Talkback Radio to promote our food pantry that uh, gets launched um, towards the end of this month as well. So I pray that if you're looking for influence in the workplace, whatever it is that you need God to do, and you need God to, to promote you, whether it's in from promotion at work, whether whatever it is, I release that in your life in the name of Jesus today. And everyone who says, agrees, says amen. Well, thanks uh, to uh, David and Vicky, uh, oh, sorry, Vicky sharing her God story, to Martin and Abby sharing their God story, and Dean sharing his God story. Uh, I pray that you go away encouraged and uplifted and uh, really blessed beyond measure. I know for a fact that you've met with God today. The, uh, the guys leading worship did an amazing job, so thank you, Luke and the team. Uh, can we give them a hand because they're just doing a great job as well, so thank you, Luke, and that. And I know that it was difficult for them as well because Josiah's at home uh, quite ill this morning, so um, obviously the burden of that. I pray that you go out and you light up this world because you've been lit up. And I pray that you bring transformation wherever you go because God has transformed your life. Have an incredible week. God bless you. See you next Sunday.